Welcome to the Lift Podcast. We hope our time together will encourage you in love, inspire and foster your faith as we teach one another from the foundation of God's Word. Hey friends, welcome to the Lift Podcast. I'm Karen and I'm here with my friends Christy, Farah, and Kimberly. Hey guys. Hi y'all. Hey y'all. We're live this time. This is our first (laughs) in-person recording. All together in the same room. It's so fun. This is episode four and it is part two of Reflecting the Father. So if you didn't hear part one, make sure to go back and listen to that one first. Last time, we looked at reflecting Him in our brains and in our relationships. Today, we're going to talk about reflecting Him in prayer and in journaling. We're using the same verses that we talked about last time. 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. And 1 Corinthians 13.12, For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. Christy, will you give us a recap just of what we talked about last time? Yeah, so we were talking about how relationships, when we are in relationship with him, that that mirrors through into our relationships. And we were talking about um, mirror neurons. So we kind of looked at what that looks like without him and what it looks like when we are in relationship with him first and then that is reflecting through to the relationships around us so just real quick um if you did not hear the first part mirror neurons are these amazing neurons that are in the front part of our brain that god gave us and so when he created us with these amazing little neurons they're the things that are the explanation behind feeling felt by another person so how I can not even say anything, but I can connect with another person um, in love and peace and that 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 spills out of me and onto them and and vice versa. What they're feeling when I walk in a room that I, I can get a sense of where that person is without any words ever having to be exchanged. Um, so we are going to look at... Um, prayer and and journaling and how we reflect him through those disciplines internally because because last time we talked a lot about externally and external relationships so this is a topic that may cause um extreme excitement from farah and christy so we do have warning hand signals if they get a little (laughs) crazy although they um have informed kimberly and i that that we have to do more talking today. Yeah. So, um. but these are more part of your story. These 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 questions that we're asking today are near and dear to y'all, just like the last time was very near and dear to us. So, so Karen, tell us about what it looks like to mirror him in prayer. Well, that is not a deep question at all. Um, <laughs> how much time do we have? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> really what I think what I love most about this 
is mirroring him in prayer is really the result of prayer. So prayer is our conversation, our relationship with God, how we talk with him, how we hear from him, which, which I love um, that prayer is kind of universal across a lot of languages. You, I mean, a lot of religions. You can talk to someone in a different religion, and the prayer word is a common language, yet our God talks back to us, mm-hmm. and we get to have that two-way relationship with Him. And I think that that is part of reflecting Him, is understanding His character and understanding that He is a relational God. Um, and understanding when we come in prayer, we're coming into a relationship. It's not just me coming, hoping that these things that I bring him are heard. They are heard. He is a loving father. And knowing his character through the word is an important part of being able to mirror him in our own prayers. But often that takes time. Um, to me, the biggest way that we see mirroring happen in our prayer life is when we're praying not what we want, when we're praying the prayers that are the opposite of our feelings because we know that's his character and we know that's who he is. Those are the times that I think we see tangibly what mirroring him in prayer is. I remember one time... Not really even understanding this, but understanding praying what was best for someone over what I wanted for them. And that, even then, I remember that significant moment and shift in my prayer life of being able to understand that my, the way that I prayed um, was a reflection of, of knowing his character. And so the more that we know him through scripture, the more we will reflect him in prayer by praying the things that we don't want. And the more we'll see that our prayer life does not often match our feelings. (laughs) So I think what I just heard you say was you remember the moment when God changed your thought patterns or he changed your brain, he changed your heart and... Well, yes. There you go, (laughs) Chris. What these people it's on free the, therapy, man. I know. What everyone does not know <laughs> is that I'm the only one here that stop <laughs> saying that. No, I'm just saying I'm the fun one that's like yeah. this is what happens in my life and y'all tell me this you, you have the science to back up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love I love that. I love that I get to see the tangible work that he was doing in those moments where I can look back on my life and see there was a pretty big circumstance that I walked through early on with prayer and trying to understand what it was and the result not being what we asked for and thinking that we had prayed wrong and that there was a right way to pray and a wrong way to pray. And him, there was another one of those moments where he shifted my thinking around that circumstance And it was all based in his character. Mm. And knowing that I could pray for that same thing again. And I could trust confidently that whether the result was the same or different, it wasn't based on anything I did or said, but on who he was. And that my prayer, it wasn't about me. 
It wasn't about the words that I was saying. It was about who he is. And reflecting him really is rooted in knowing him, which is why I love and so often go to scripture for prayer because most of the time I don't have the right words to say or the right motive. <laughs> Truthfully, yeah. the right motives. I mean, I remember learning to pray scripture back to him. Like, that's not something that I've always known how to do. And I feel like, too, and I, I don't know if y'all feel like this as well, but um, remembering the times when he's changed my perception of him. So not just my perception of what was going on in my life or the things I was praying for or my thought patterns, but changing the way that I see him and his character and growing and learning that I really can trust him in all the places. Well, and we said that last time because I was, as my friend says, in the jar last podcast. We said when we talked today or yesterday that you can't know the light until you've kind of fully hung out in the darkness Mm -hmm. and it's in those hard dark places I think where we have to dig in we have to get on our knees you know the wrestle of prayer so that we can see fully who he is and then begin to reflect that and it's it's hard work but what I love is even in as we're talking about the hard work of it we see the reflection of the process of sanctification. The process, we see his character in being patient. He, he's not in a hurry. I'm in a hurry. And he's not in a hurry. He's more concerned about who we're becoming than what we're asking for. And so just understand, the more and more I look at him the more I find the things that I pray will reflect him and not, they may not match my feelings. <laughs> well, and that's, I mean, you've talked about him changing your perspective and Christy, you talked about him changing your, your thoughts and, and going through the dark places. And, but he has also changed my wants. Like he has changed my desires to be, the ones that he wants. And so then I ask for those things, um, not from a, okay, I'm reading this and I understand that this is what you want and this is different from I want, that it actually becomes what I want. Like he changes your brain. He changes my brain. brain. So Psalm 37, which again, four, thirty-seven, four. Sorry. But just as you said, he changes my wants. That is the process of sanctification. He doesn't ask us to come with the right wants. He just asks us to come. And as we look at him, as we seek him, he changes our wants. And that Psalm 37 is a passage that is so near and dear to my heart. Any of the people that were in my college sorority when I was the chaplain probably got really tired of it because every week I was like, hey, I got something new from Psalm 37. (laughs) (laughs) But 
oftentimes it's easy to read 37.4, take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires as, oh, he's going to give me the things that I want and I desire. Mm -hmm. And really what it says in the Hebrew is that he will give you, like he will, just like Pharaoh was saying, he will change your heart. He will give you his desires, the good, the right things. And yeah. things that I would have never imagined on my own, like never even thought to ask for that are beyond the best thing that I could have ever asked for. Which is Ephesians, um, <laughs> where he talks about exceedingly abundantly beyond what we could ask or imagine. Another scripture of mine, favorite scripture of mine, because I... I have no shortage of imagination. I mean, my imagination is not as big as his, but um, just ask my mom. That you take after your father. <laughs> I take after, I love it. Um, and that, But that verse, I love that because just like you said, there are so many times that I feel like, oh, this is a good, this is a good imagination. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, wait. Let me just blow your mind. <laughs> Beyond, you know, exceeding, yeah. not just, exceedingly abundantly and so knowing when we come in prayer to him knowing that we can trust him in that way we're able to reflect and Farah, I love how you say um reflecting in your words back is it you said it earlier that to know someone oh good good conversationalists Mm. when you're in a conversation and you like you're having a, a healthy conversation and you're trying to clarify what you're hearing a good conversationalist will repeat what they have already heard, heard. and as you were talking about other religions earlier I was like that that is not that is not a conversation I mean trying to repeat something that you hear back from an idol that I have made out of whatever is my idol at the time they don't they don't tell me anything and I have nothing to say back like right. but he tells me these things and then I can repeat them back and we have this conversation of back and forth and in that psalm 37 4 as you were reading it I thought about James 121 that receive Mm. the implanted word mm -hmm. which is able to save your soul and so it's that receiving back from him praying his word to him mm -hmm. and then receiving it back from him I've found that he often speaks to me through directing my thoughts to his word mm -hmm. like something that maybe I had not thought of in context to what I'm praying about or writing about or, or having a conversation with him about praying, but having this back and forth conversation with him. And I think that's the difference in reading scripture because so many times we read scripture and I've talked to many very educated, intelligent people that say they have read the, the entire Bible and, you know, they have all of these arguments and things like that but praying it and reflecting it the Holy Spirit comes 
in and helps and and brings a he renews our mind with it so that our mind can understand it's not something that we can understand because his imagination is so much further beyond our imaginations he renews us through scripture to bring us back to the place where we can understand a verse that we've read three or four times and not understood and then all of a sudden the experiences that we walk through the dark places that we go into with him bring that to the place where we can comprehend it on a deeper in a deeper place with him the rhema and then it applies Mm -hmm. directly to us and that situation and that day that moment in time that moment in time Mm -hmm. and that's what I think again this is part of this is part of this is one of the things I hope I never get over this side of heaven that our God is a relational God mm-hmm. and that we get to know him and be known by him. Mm-hmm. To me, that is just that there are no words when really mm-hmm. when we think about that and mm-hmm. we ponder that and prayer and journaling, how these two things allow us to know our God and be known by God are such gifts. Kimberly, journaling has so, been a big part of your story. Yeah. So can you share how reflection has played into that? Yeah. You know, I I want to, so I, I, I have journaling, gosh, since I was 16 and, you know, teenage angst. And um, so I have, I have all these journals. I have them all in a drawer. Um and I got one out not too long ago and started reading it and talk about God changing your wants. Like I was so sad for the version of myself <laughs> that wrote that journal. Um, and I actually threw it away cause I was like, this is not a season of my life that I want to read about again. Um, or reflect on. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> And it was a dark, dark season, but it was a gift to read it because I was able to see all he has changed, how he Mm -hmm. has changed and given me, you know, the desires of my heart that I didn't even know Mm -hmm. were there. So, you know, I had a mentor that journaled and and she showed us years and years of journaling um, because I had kind of stopped and it ignited my fire to kind of journal again because she just showed us she would write in red all that you know God's promises and there were just pages and pages of red there were pages with no red years of no red where God she didn't feel like she could see him but then um, years and years of red so I I started journaling again Um, scripture's full of verses on why we want to remember. And I think for me, that's what journaling is, is it's remembering um, and reflecting his faithfulness. Habakkuk 2.2 says, write down the vision so that those who read it may run. And I think for me, that's what journaling has always done. Um, 
so I try to write and then it's write for a year and then like in January I'll go back and read the last year's entries and just see and and reflect on what he's done his character um, his promises places where he's maybe a little quieter and I'm learning patience um, I also think of you know in Joshua 4 the Israelites crossing the Jordan and and God had them take up 12 stones and he said do this to serve as a sign of how I've been faithful to you so for me um, journaling it just helps me remember who he is and what he's doing in my life um, a lot of and Christy I, I hope you'll talk about this you know writing down the scriptures for me helps me remember them and so a lot of my journal is just scripture and verses and meanings and there's something about writing um, it calms me down if I'm not journaling with a pen and paper you know I'm writing on my blog and there's something very healing and therapeutic I think about words and reading words and being able to recap his goodness so Christy what what can you help me remember what you said it was one of your table talks. Yeah, so I'm trying to remember exactly what I said to you. <laughs> you had us write down um, some words, like pick a word. We had to pick a word for the year. And then you said, I want you to write this down because the handwriting helps integrate. Yes. Um, so we were doing, that was our exercise where we listened for a word we we sat in prayer over our word which Karen you have taught us to do and coached us through um because I don't know that before I met you and we started talking about praying for a specific word that I had ever really you know sat with him in prayer and just said like what what's your what's your word and so just <laughs> as I'm thinking about that this year the word that I went into my prayer time with was not the word that I came out of my prayer time with, mm -hmm. and I, I didn't like my word. So this was January 2020, and I, I went in with margin because I thought, you know, I wanted to create some margin this year. And I came out with prepare, <laughs> and <laughs> which seems... You know, it makes sense now. Um, if you prepare, you will have margin. Yeah, if you prepare, you will have margin. And, you know, the, who knew that the quarantine was coming in just a couple short months from that. And, but um, God, but did. God did. But, yes, it's that. So sitting with him in the right brain part of, you know, receiving that word um, and all of the feelings that went with it, I think that we did that, right? So we wrote down, just we just brainstormed, just implicit, tried, tried to call up that implicit memory, just what are the words, what are the feelings that are coming up first? Because sometimes the feelings come up before they have words, right? So then the feelings come up, then we have to name them, then we write them down. So now we're switching from the right brain activity to the left brain activity and we're integrating the two and really we're creating that whole self that integrated self so we're listening to our whole self and during that exercise we listened you had us listen to 
not just our minds, but you had us listen to our shoulders and you had us listen yes. to like tension and where is that? And, and it integrated with the physical body connected with the physical body and the, from the right brain. like, and, and it does, that's what journaling, it takes it through that, all those places. I can see all the places lighting up on a scale. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think well, the motor planning. We got the, the sweet, smart brain friends on this side <laughs> of the table, <laughs> and I don't know what we are. <laughs> We're on the other side of the table. We're just here for the good looks and the humor. <laughs> Y'all are beautiful. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> but you are funny. Uh, <laughs> yes, you are. What, Kimberly? As you were sharing, though, one of the things that that I love, even about journaling. He chose to reveal himself through the written word. Mm. Yes. He chose to engage us through language and communication through words. And so engaging in that way is a reflection of who he is and who he made us to be. And so I love that we can, we can look at it and say, this is what our brains do when we do this. Because, and he's going, yes. Because I'm an intelligent designer. <laughs> and we are imitating him. Right. Writing the word. Like, in playtime so often, during a craft or whatever, I'll have, you know, the parents and the kids think about the fact that he is a creator and he has stamped us with the ability to create. Now, our creations are nothing like his, but we still take after our father mm -hmm. and we have that ability that he's given us it's the same thing he has written and we can write right. and Kimberly what I love because I'm like you so often I need to write the scriptures myself for them to be implanted and ingrained but so often I need the word to even just tell me what, what to say mm -hmm. because there have been those moments and those seasons where it wasn't, it was just brain fog of little babies, crazy schedule. My brain just couldn't really even think of what to say. But then there's also been the seasons of, I'm upset. I'm angry. I'm mad. I don't, I don't want to pray what I should pray. Um, and not to say that we can't, I call it process praying where we, we should come to him and express, you know, that's what we see with David. That's another place that we can see reflecting him in prayer is we see David coming and saying, this is how I feel, but this is who you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's not that we can't come and say, I don't know. It's not bad to say I'm angry, but that's when I need the word to remind me of who he is and to what to pray. Yeah, and I, you know, as you're saying that, I'm remembering a time where, you know, we were experiencing a really, really, really tough season. We lost somebody um, in my family, and I just could not understand it, how it was going to be worked out for good. And I was in, in the middle of my yard, just, I'm, I'm angry with you, and I just want to, I just need to just see you work this out for good. You say you will. I'm going to trust that you're going to do it, you know, and just, just this, you know, just bringing him my real 
self, my true self, and he had worked in me. I had seen him do that. I knew he could, and I knew he could. I knew he was big enough to ha- handle my anger too. So like, I knew it was okay. But there were there have been seasons in my life where I didn't think it was okay to be angry with God. Yeah, and I think we is. all. Yeah, I think we all can feel that way. That is one of the sweetest memories that I have with him. Is when I was. I had gone through something, one time, and it was. It was heartbreaking and heart-wrenching, and I was sad. And then I had to walk that same path again. And I was just furious with him, like at him. And um, and he just let me f- flail and, and throw horrible things at him. <laughs> and then gently held me. And yeah, and his and I realized how big he was because it was the biggest temper tantrum that I had ever thrown, ever, and it lasted for months. And but what I love about that when we think about part one reflecting him in relationship with others is that when we experience him letting us throw our tantrum. And then just hold us. We can be with someone when they're throwing their tantrum. And we can be a reflection of his arms that are holding him. And the more that we (laughs) sit with him. And Kimberly, you were talking about the remembering. And that piece, I think we've lost that art. And like you said, you said there's numerous places in Scripture that he says to remember. Because we are forgetful people. Mm. And we're too busy. Mm. We don't, people say, like, I. that's the biggest excuse that I've ever heard. Sorry, that's the biggest excuse that I've ever used for not praying and not journaling. Mm. Is that I just don't have time. But. Who was it that said, I don't have time not to pray? Like, there's too much to do in the day. Somebody said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll Google it and put it in the notes or whatever. But Somebody important said that, not us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was probably our friend Oswald. <laughs> it probably was. <laughs> he says all the good things. He <laughs> yeah, there's a verse. I feel like it's in Leviticus. I'm not sure, but, you know. He says, write down these words because they are life to you. Mm-hmm. And so I have not been disciplined um, with COVID. And I can tell I'm, I'm not as full because I am not getting away, reading the word, journaling daily like, you know, I like to do. It, there's something life-giving about getting still praying, hearing him, encountering him, writing it down, remembering, then going to mirror to your children and your family. You know, I think that day I was struggling so much. uh, Our family was just not in a good spot, and I was just taking on a lot of stress, and then I was mirroring back 
stress and facial expressions, and it was like this vicious cycle. And I had not been getting away and and mirroring him, getting in his presence to calm, like you said, you know, experiencing his calm. So I had none to offer. I mean, I'm running right. on empty. empty. What am I supposed to offer other than being snappy and, you know? The thing that I love, just as we have journeyed together and had these conversations around mirroring, is that it goes back to a verse that he is still working out in me. In John 15, he says, for us to abide in him. Mm-hmm. And my little paraphrase for me is to cease striving and live from abiding. And when I'm in my own, not looking at him, I'm striving. And when I am fixed on him, abiding in him, I don't have to strive for the fruit. And I just finished Galatians with a group of girls And we laugh every week because our favorite illustration, when I think of abiding and I think of the fruit of the Spirit, is that an apple does not sit there striving to be an apple. It is an apple because of the seed that is implanted in it. And that is the Word. That is Christ. He is implanted in us. And as we do what we're talking about, as we go and we're in His presence, it's not striving to reflect patience. I mean, it blew my mind to think about the fruit of the Spirit not being this list of things that I had to become more patient. Y'all, I've tried to become more patient, and I did not. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it got worse. (laughs) But as I look at him and I think about his patience, I reflect that. The fruit of the Spirit is in us through the Holy Spirit. As we abide in him and as we reflect him, that will be the fruit of our life. We do not have to strive. So, yes, the illustration was, you know, that an apple does not, mm, um, <laughs> it's not grunting to become an apple. It, is, it, it grows because it's an apple tree, and that was the seed that was planted. Um, and just as we've talked again, I'm just, the, the, that picture of not striving and just living from that place of abiding but it's moment by moment. Well, and you have to get like you have to get in his presence and encounter his patience. Right. You know, like I don't I don't know that I understood that before. I just thought, "Oh, I have the Holy Spirit, so I have all this fruit." Well, it's I I need to know his patience and be known, like you said. Mm-hmm. I need to know that I'm known. Yes, be and known by him. That Kurt Thompson yes. talks about that. Um, like once and, I know that yeah. he looks at me and he wants to be patient with me and I experience his gentleness. Right. That's what changes When we us. experience yeah. those fruits of the Spirit in our relationship with him. Yeah. And sometimes that takes dark spots <laughs> right. to encounter his gentleness. Like yes. going through the dark spot so that I'm on my knees with him to encounter his and you don't understand the extent of his, I did not understand the extent of his grace and his goodness and his patience until he held me after a tantrum mm-hmm. to hold me when I've done 
whatever I thought was a good achievement for him, and I say that with air quotes, like that's different than knowing his patience after I have been a brute beast before him. Mm-hmm. And he has been good to me. After my brute beatness. Brute beat. Brute beastness. <laughs> Do we need some. Uh, <laughs> how many she shells did this? <laughs> some borrowing brains. But yes. And then we can walk away from that and just like he writes, then we write. He creates and we can create. He has patience. And that's and where we can have patience. the writing and the remembering is, mm-hmm. is huge. Mm-hmm. There are so many times that I go back. Talk about journaling. I have a journal. I have journals from being young and I will never forget moving here. I think it was when we moved into our second home and I was unpacking and found some of my journals and I remembered I've always loved mountains and things like that. And I knew that I had written in a journal somewhere places I wanted to live. I had no memory that Georgia was even on the list. I remembered North Carolina, South Carolina, um, Colorado, Virginia, Washington State. <laughs> I didn't know you when I made the list. <laughs> uh, yes, Washington State. But the remembering piece. So to go back to something that I had written as a teenager, when I'm seven years into living in a place that I had written was even a place that I would want to live. That's the remembering. I wouldn't have remembered. I mean, yes, he could have brought it to my mind a different way, but I think that's such a tangible, that was just a thing that came to my mind of why the writing and the remembering is so important. I found a journal moving my mom. We're moving her right now, like in the last few weeks. And I did not even know that I had this journal. Um, When I saw the front cover, I remembered it. It was an, I think it was, it was a very early memory. Um, And it was from nights at Awana or the like when I would be picked up by somebody at the church and taken um, that was not in my family. Like they would pick me up and take me and they would just have us copy a verse into this journal. And I, there were pages and pages of scripture in my little child handwriting. And they all the teachers had signed the back of the little book at the end of the year. And for whatever reason, I kept saving it. And every time I would save it, it meant something. And it was just in a box at my mom's house. And it, I mean, I got it. And I don't, like, that's a journal that I don't rem- remember. But as I was looking at it, I did remember. Mm-hmm. When you're integrating. Yes. Yeah. And that was about the time that he introduced himself to me as my savior. And it was, it was against what my family really wanted for me at the time. But it was interesting to see and all of those teachers have requested my friendship on Facebook as an adult like I haven't they've they still follow me that's cool that's so cool so when you were talking about your mentor friend and as we're talking about finding journals and I have I have journals that 
I'm not good at continuously writing in a journal. I'll have like two pages in one and then that's we'll more go five years. More my speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think we can all say that none of us do it consistently. Okay. Yeah. Well, so the <laughs> none of us are saying that we are. <laughs> Just because we treasure it doesn't mean we're right. good at it. It doesn't mean that we're perfect, right? So the thing that I was thinking about, though, when we went through and you talking about moving your mom and all that, my great-grandmother had that beautiful handwriting back in the time where they really just, you know, their handwriting was so important. And so she had this beautiful handwriting. And so as we were going through all her things, she kept just lots and lots of journals. A lot of them were grocery lists or, you know, just different things but the ones that I found that were her thoughts on scripture or her thoughts on sermons like those I just she's not here anymore and I just I want that that Mm. intergenerational like I oh I wanted more of them I couldn't get enough of them every time I would find something that she had written down and I loved seeing scripture written in her handwriting but even more her prayers or her thoughts about the scripture notes that she had taken and so as I started a prayer journal I kind of wrote in the front and and purpose in my heart this is for for the generations that come Mm -hmm. after me to know that I knew and I was in a relationship you know with Jesus and to pass that down and to see that relationship and what that relationship looked like that back and forth Mm -hmm. how to do that So we could talk all night. Like we yes. could just. We know just, that we yeah. have to keep <laughs> this short. And it, I don't think it is. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Oh, we need to do the giveaway. Ah, the giveaway. Yep. Okay. So we have a cup. And we're going to pull out four names. And our first name is Mary Beth Yeager. And. Our second name is Kristen Hay, and Shay Wells, and last one, get date, oh, I got tape, okay, here, you pick. Lori M. Burns. All right. So those are our winners for our lift giveaway. And um, each one of those ladies will be receiving one of a gift. So the Hope in the Storm book, a set of intentional prayer cards, the words journal, and a playtime box. Yay. Thanks for sharing the lift podcast, ladies. Thank yeah. you very much. Keep keep sharing keep and sharing. liking and commenting and subscribing and all the things what else do you do with a podcast i don't know <laughs> that sounds about right okay <laughs> reviews can they review us is I that think, a thing i think so yes okay on itunes i don't know about spotify i don't know but th- they have to search love inspire foster teach correct on the podcast it's not lift that's i think they have to they either have to do all the words spelled out or the 
lift podcast okay. like the word the the word lift and the word podcast I and think. the more we search it and the more we share it the easier it will be to, find. to find yes so sharing is caring um <laughs> i've heard that somewhere <laughs> uh, we're so excited y'all are at the table with us tonight <laughs> kimberly we close this yeah God, we love you so much, and I just thank you that you are such a good father, God, that you commanded us to um, write it down, God, so that we could run, that, that you have intention um, and purpose in us sitting with you, hearing from you, and then remembering, God, because it, it makes us all whole, and then it allows us to go out and just mirror your presence and love on our people. And so God, we just pray this week that I just pray for everyone listening and everyone at this table, God, that we would just meet you in a new way this week, that we would encounter a new um, aspect of your character and that we would know it to be so true and that we could then go and mirror and love on those we encounter, God. And so we just thank you for this time and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon.